Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. Have you ever seen an interview with someone, or perhaps watched a series of their TikToks, and thought to yourself, girl, you are my spirit animal? Lord knows I have. John Tesh. Well, I think you're about to meet a new one. Everyone knows and loves Teddy Roosevelt, right? TR, he was a beast. That mustache, the Rough Riders, National Parks, Teddy Bears. I mean, what's not to love? Well, wait until you get a load of Alice Roosevelt, his daughter. There have been quite a few notable first kids to come through the executive branch. JFK Jr., you know, John John, Tad Lincoln, the eponymously named Baby Ruth, daughter of Grover Cleveland, the famed two-non-consecutive-termed commander-in-chief. Well, Alice might have them licked. Teddy's only daughter from his first marriage entered the spotlight at age 17, when the assassination of William McKinley unexpectedly made her father president. The younger Roosevelt instantly became a fashion icon, gossip magnet, and polarizing figure for her outspokenness in an era when young women were expected to be demure. In her first public appearance as first daughter, Alice stunned Washington crowds with a pale blue gown that made her an instant trendsetter. The gown's color was forever known as Alice Blue, a color that the Navy still uses in the trim of any ship named after Teddy Roosevelt and was one of the colors in the World Wide Web's original color set. Roosevelt was bipartisan, though this probably had less to do with political goodwill and more with her unwillingness to hold back on attacking someone she disliked. She endorsed Herbert Hoover against her distant cousin Franklin, you know, FDR. Both Alice and her father were more closely related to Eleanor Roosevelt than Franklin, who was also his wife's distant cousin. But when Wendell Wilkie ran against FDR in 1936, Alice suggested Wilkie's grassroots support came from the grassroots of 10,000 country clubs. When FDR broke precedent and ran yet again, she announced she'd rather vote for Hitler than vote for Franklin for a third term. See, they used the Hitler thing back then, too. But in Roosevelt's fourth run for the White House, she described his opponent, Thomas Dewey, of, you know, Dewey defeats Truman fame, you know, the newspaper, as the bridegroom on the wedding cake. While she didn't vote for JFK, she grew to admire how amusing and attractive Democrats could be, ugh, I know, right, and struck up a friendship with his brother Robert. She voted for LBJ because she found his opponent Barry Goldwater too mean, but also became friends with Richard Nixon and was invited to his first formal White House dinner. Her ban from the premises had since been lifted. Oh, we'll get to that. Although she delighted in being part of the first family, Alice rarely had a happy family life. Her mother, Alice Hathaway Lee Roosevelt, died of kidney failure just two days after giving birth. Her grandmother, Martha Stewart Bullock, died that same day. The grieving Teddy Roosevelt rarely talked about his first wife, and called his daughter Baby Lee, her middle name, so as to not have to speak his late wife's name. Not only would Roosevelt never say Alice again, but he even wouldn't let anyone else say it around him either. Teddy went to North Dakota for two years, where he lived despondently as he worked through his all-consuming grief. He beat up a gunfighter in a saloon, and he hunted buffalo, and left Alice in the care of his sister Anna, nicknamed Baby or Bye. 
Teddy sent frequent letters and really did seem to have concern for his daughter while he was away. But Bamie was the foremost influence in Alice's early childhood, and she later said if Auntie Bai had been a man, she would have been president. Teddy didn't resume custody of his daughter until he remarried to Edith Kermit Caro when Alice was two years old. Alice's relationship with her stepmother was often tense. Caro was deeply jealous of Roosevelt's past relationship with his first wife and took out those insecurities and frustrations on a young Alice Roosevelt. She even once angrily told the girl that if her mother had lived, she would have bored Teddy to death. Matters only worsened between the two as Baby Lee grew into an attractive young woman. At the same time, Alice Roosevelt became ever more strong-willed and fiercely independent. Caro could not control her any longer and employed Teddy to send the teenage girl to a boarding school in New York City. The fiery young girl replied to her father by writing, If you send me, I will humiliate you. I will do something that will shame you. I tell you I will. <sighs> to Caro's utter dismay, Teddy relented. She had the habit of running the streets uncontrolled with every boy in town, Caro would gossip. Thus, they sent Alice Roosevelt back to her Aunt Anna. Meanwhile, Teddy Roosevelt took the presidency in 1901, and now in the public eye more than ever before, Alice Roosevelt immediately became one of the first and biggest celebrities of the early 20th century. A year into her father's term in 1902, she christened Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany's yacht and captured the eye of the world. The Kaiser later named a boat for her and installed a photo of her in the ship, but she both ignored and was irritated by the media's attention, and her cool attitude only caused much of the public to fall in love with her more. She has become one of the most regarded women in the world, the Tribune wrote of the now 17-year-old. She was consequently nicknamed Princess Alice and began making headlines left and right. Every time she was spotted out with a man, people speculated she'd marry him, and whether in the world of dating or otherwise, all her fearless and audacious exploits were eagerly documented by the media. But her wild life continued long after she left the White House. Actually, the Roosevelts weren't even out of the White House for more than a month before Alice was banned from returning. Just before her father's term expired, she buried a voodoo doll of incoming First Lady Nellie Taft in the White House lawn. The Taft administration banned her from the grounds. Whether if it was for this or some other infraction isn't quite clear on Wikipedia, but I choose to believe it was the voodoo doll. The Wilson administration actually did the exact same thing in 1916 for a bawdy joke at Wilson's expense. Alice retaliated by campaigning against the League of Nations, which was President Wilson's pet project. There were many ways to describe her. Alice was a partier, a gambler, a smoker, an all-around rule-breaker. Her father once famously said, I can either run the country or I can attend to Alice, but I cannot possibly do both. An overseas trip in 1905 turned scandalous. She co-led a diplomatic mission to four Pacific Rim countries and the recently acquired territory of Hawaii as an equal to the then Secretary of War, William Howard Taft. And no first daughter would be given that much authority until the first daughter slash real first lady slash shadow president Ivanka Trump 112 years later. While at sea, Alice jumped into the ship's pool with her clothes on, inviting Congressman Nicholas Longworth to join her. She later told Robert Kennedy she would have only considered it scandalous if she had taken her clothes off first. The papers were there when she became the first woman to drive the 45 miles in a car from Newport to Boston. 
They saw her as she raced said car up and down the streets of Washington. She smoked publicly and often on the roof of the White House. She chewed gum, played poker, wore pants, oh my, partied all night with the Vanderbilts and slept till noon. She kept a dagger on her. She had a pet snake named Emily Spinach, which that's amazing, and kept a copy of a constitution in her purse. I think I'm in love. Her father lamented how her shenanigans would even appear before real news in the papers. She even went so far as to phone in tips about her own whereabouts to the papers so that she could receive cash rewards for the information. Spirit animal, I'm telling you. The New York Herald printed a running score of her social life over the course of one 15-month period, which included, again, 15 months, 407 dinners, 350 balls, 300 parties, 680 teas, and 1,706 social calls. Hmm? Later in life, Alice would recall her debaucherous teenhood. I must admit a sense of mischief does get a hold of me from time to time. I'm a hedonist. I have an appetite for being entertained. Alice married that congressman from Ohio and eventual Speaker of the House Nicholas Longworth after falling for him on that overseas trip. Alice Roosevelt Longworth, true to form, cut her wedding cake with a sword when the knife didn't work for her. Longworth had a reputation as a womanizer and had perhaps met an equal in Alice, as she had numerous affairs during their marriage. Their relationship soured in 1912, when she supported her father's third-party run for president, Go Bull Moose, and he supported his political mentor, incumbent President Taft. She even campaigned for her father's ticket in Longworth's own district, and when he lost by just 105 votes, she joked that she had cost him the election. <laughs> Longworth no doubt found that less than funny, however, and their marriage suffered, and Alice started seeing other men on the side. She had a long-running affair with Republican Senator William Bora, who is believed to be the father of her only child, Paulina. It seems to have been an open secret as the time, as Alice originally wanted to name her daughter Deborah, i.e. Deborah, a little on the nose. In her later years, Alice Roosevelt Longworth became known for her impetuous and biting manners. She had a needlepoint pillow which read, If you haven't got anything nice to say about anyone, come and sit here by me. Alice's daughter's life was tragic. She married and had a daughter, but her husband died of hepatitis five years later, and she herself died of an overdose of sleeping pills a few years after that. Alice raised her orphan granddaughter, Joanna, and the two were very close. Alice survived breast cancer twice and lived to the ripe old age of 96. Her last public appearance was at the U.S. Bicentennial 75 years later after she moved into the White House. Upon her death, President Carter's official statement said, She had style, she had grace, and she had a sense of humor that kept generations of political newcomers to Washington wondering which was worse, to be skewered by her wit or to be ignored by her. I hope the next time you think back on some of the fascinating characters to live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, you don't forget the wildest Roosevelt of all, a thin firecracker named Alice. <laughs>